Thank you, Martha, for this beautiful poem. And I think this is the fourth time we are listening to this poem. Today is the concluding part of the story of Jabez. And I'd like to invite you to bow your heads before I open the word of God. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful because this is your day. And we are thankful for teaching us every week that we should remember you as creator and redeemer and our best friend. So as we open your word, please open our hearts. But we also want to remember a few families like the Barnes family, the Body family, the Boskosavich family, and the Brown family. Today, because especially I'm thinking of Leslie and also Carmen. And Lord, we as a community of believers want to lift up one another, asking for your grace, your mercy, your, your comfort, and most of all, your spirit. Because in cases when we have no human words, the Spirit can talk and then can have an imprint in their hearts and minds. So we ask for your very special blessing as we open your word this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So the story of Jabez. You know, the more I read the story, the more interesting it becomes to me. And when we come to the end of the story... I just discovered that uh, I needed more than one Bible translation <laughs> in order to understand the sentence. It's not because I don't understand English. I'll, I'll try my best to understand and speak the language. But it seems that even the Bible translation, translators had a difficult time to really understand the sentence, the very last part of the story. So first of all, I'd like to invite you to come with me to First Chronicles and chapter 4 and in verses 9 and 10. So this is the concluding part of the four-part series about the life of Jabez. First Chronicles 4 and verses 9 and 10. It says, now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. His name, Jabez, means he will cause pain. It's not a nice name. <laughs> Try to imagine yourselves in his shoes, whenever he had to introduce himself, and he said, I'm Jabez, then they immediately understood that this is a guy who is making troubles. 
So he will cause pain. But this man was more honorable than his brothers. Why? Because he was a man of prayer. So he decided that he would call on the name of the God of Israel. And so he asked four different things. You bless me. Enlarge my territory. Your hand would be with me. And that you would keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. And the Bible says God granted him what he requested. So the first lesson we need to learn is that God answers earnest prayers. Second lesson, prayer can reverse unfavorable things. Because his name meant he will cause pain and he was praying not to cause pain. And God responded to his prayer. There is a hidden message in this genealogy. I don't know if you like genealogies. I don't, I don't really like them. They are very dry. Name after name and a name and a name and a hundred names and then more names. Try to memorize if you want to, but that's almost impossible. But when it comes to a, a story that is inserted in a genealogy, you know, that triggers our interest. So we go to the fourth request today. You would keep me, me is inserted, it's not in the original text. You would keep from evil. My sermon title is Away from Evil. If you go to the King James Bible, you will find a sentence like this. You would keep me from evil. New King James, the same thing. If you go to the New American Standard Bible or the NIV, the New International Version, you will find it differently. You would keep me from harm. And I also checked the fifth one. This is the New Revised Standard Version. It says, you would keep me from hurt and harm. And finally, I went to the Hebrew original text. It says, you would do that won't bring trouble. There's no perfect translation, to be honest. (laughs) Because as you know, every translation is an interpretation. That's what you need to understand. Every translation could be good or bad. It's a matter of interpretation. But you know, the end of the story is different. And this is interesting because I just read the first part of his request. Which was... That you would <clears throat> keep me from evil. This is what I'm repeating because I'm using the New King James Bible. But when it comes to the very last part, that 
I may not cause pain, that triggered my searching mind. So I said I need to consult with all these Bible translations as well as with the Hebrew because I don't know if the sentence is really talking about causing pain or helping me not to experience pain. What do you think? Or can we cause pain without hurting ourselves? What do you think? Can you cause pain without hurting yourselves? I don't think so. Whenever you hurt another person, you are hurting yourselves. So you could understand the sentence both ways. And you know, what I discovered is comparing all those translations that that's how they are divided because some of them understood that I would not cause pain. The others understood and interpreted the sentence that I would not experience pain. So the New King James Bible says that I may not cause pain. The King James Bible says that it may not grieve me. What does that mean? That I would not experience pain. So keep away the bad things, the evil from me so I would not experience pain. Then the New American Standard Bible says that it may not pain me. Pain is used as a verb, which is very strange. I've never heard that. The pain, it's a noun. But it could, could be used as, as a verb according to the New American Standard Bible. Then the New International Version says that I will be free from pain. So not experiencing pain. Then the original Hebrew says, You would do that won't bring trouble, making me sorrowful. So if you put all these together, you can see that this sentence, this request, the fourth one, was targeting both causing or not causing and experiencing or not experiencing pain, harm, grief, or sorrow. So how is it possible not not to cause pain? Well, I was doing a little more search, and I ended up with a story in the Old Testament, and I'd like to focus on this story, which is the story of Joseph. You all know the story of Joseph, you know, by heart. But to study this story from the perspective of pain, that's a very interesting study. And I 
believe I, I have found something for myself and I hope I, I can share it with you. Because this is a well-known story, but not from the point of causing or experiencing pain. But let's, let's see a story. Uh, what I thought is that I would read part of the story because uh, as I, uh, as I was studying, I discovered that Genesis chapter 37 and on up to chapter 50. That's 14 chapters. I even made a calculation that's 28% of Genesis. 28%. You know who is this story about? This is about Joseph. So out uh, 14 chapters out of 50 of the very first book of the Bible are dealing with the story of a man and his brothers, his family. What does the name Joseph mean? He will add. Meaning God will add. Is God giving good or is he giving bad? Well, let's see what happened to Joseph. So I invite you to go to Genesis. Back to Genesis chapter 37. And I'm just reading part of these 14 chapters because it would take the whole day to read the, the whole story of Joseph. But let's look at his family first. How his brothers related to him. <clears throat> Joseph and his family. And this is Genesis 37. <clears throat> Chapter 37, and I'm start reading with verse 18. And we know that Joseph was about 17 years old at that time. Chapter 37. And his father, his father Jacob, or Israel, you know, decided to send this young man he loved the most. But there was one more whom he loved, maybe even more than Joseph. That was Benjamin. He was the youngest. And this is because he loved Rachel. And as you know, the story, Rachel had two sons. The firstborn was Joseph. The second was Benjamin Although he had a different name, you know what Benjamin means? This name Benjamin? Benjamin was given by his father Jacob, not by his mother. Because the, the mother said Ben-Onai, which means son of my sorrow. Because she died at the childbirth. They saved the kid, but they couldn't save the woman, the mother. But then Jacob wanted to forget the whole sorrowful event. 
he changed his name to Benjamin. And Benjamin means son of the right hand. So he will be not causing pain, but he will. <laughs> he will support me. He will be the big one, the youngest, Benjamin. But going back to the story, Joseph. Joseph was the older brother of Benjamin. He was about 17. And the father decided that this boy would go and check on my other sons. And what happened? Beginning with verse 18. Now when they saw him afar off, even before he came near them, they conspired against him to kill him. Eleven. I mean, they were ten, I believe. Ten. He was the eleventh, Benjamin the twelfth. And so they decided, this ten decided that we should kill this man. And they said to one another, look, this dreamer is coming. Come, therefore, let us now, now kill him and cast him into some pit. And we shall say some wild beast has devoured him. And we shall see what will become of his dreams. What was this? Think about pain. What was this? Kill him, then throw him into a pit. Nobody would ever find him. So they wanted to cause pain, not to this young man, 17, but his father. Because his father made a very special tunic for him. It was nice and colorful. And this young man had dreams. They didn't like the dreams. So they said, we need to kill this dreamer that his dreams would never come true. Then what happened next? Reuben said something. Verse 21. Let us not kill him. Shed no blood. But plan to cast him into this pit. What did they want to what did they want to do originally? To kill him and then throw him into the pit. Then Reuben said, No, this is not a good idea. We should not cause that pain. Let's be satisfied with less pain. Just throw him into the pit. But he had a second thought. What was he thinking? You know the story. He said, I will go. Then I will rescue my brother. I don't want to kill him. Then while he was away, his brothers changed their minds. And they said, well, we need to do something. It's not good that this man is in the pit. This young man. 
we have to make some money. So what did they do? Verse 28, I'm just jumping from verse to verse because it's a long story. It says, um, verse 28, that Midianite traders passed by, so the brothers pulled Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver. That was the price of a slave. And they took Joseph to Egypt. Then Reuben returned. He said, I would save the life of this man. I don't want to cause pain. But when he saw the pit was empty, it caused him pain. So the whole story is about causing pain. And uh, his brothers told him something. Well, he did, they did not respond to Reuben, Reuben's question. But they took, verse 31, they took Joseph's tunic, killed a kid of the goats, and dipped the tunic in the blood. Then they sent the tunic of many colors, and they brought it to their father and said, We have found this. Do you know whether it is your son's tunic or not? Try to imagine. Did they cause pain? Enormous pain. Because the father said in verse 35, And all his sons and all his daughters arose and comfort him. Comfort him. They saw their brother. And now they are comforting their father. What is this? Causing more pain. (laughs) But he refused to be comforted. And he said, for I shall go down into the grave to my son in mourning. Thus his father wept for him. Did they cause pain? The story is about causing pain. And Jabez was praying that I whose name is he will cause pain, would not be fulfilled. So he said, Lord, please change the situation. Well, we need to turn a few pages because I don't want to be stuck to the story, especially not that part which happened in Egypt. But uh, the father understood that Wild beast devoured my son. So I have the blood proof on on his clothing. But God arranged things differently. And there was famine in the in the land. So finally the family of Jacob decided that he would send some of his sons 
Let's go to Egypt because we heard that there are plenty of food there. And we are starving. So let's read a few of that, that part of the story. Verse, I mean chapter 42. Just turn to chapter 42. We skip those years when um, Joseph was in prison and then he was sent to Potiphar and so on and so on. And now Joseph is the second to Pharaoh. He's saving the land. He's saving the people. He is providing for everybody. And so going to chapter 42, verse 8. So Joseph recognized his brothers, but they did not recognize him. How is it? Some years passed, but how is it that Joseph recognized his brother, but his brothers did not recognize him? What is this? Then verse 9 says, Then Joseph remembered the dreams which he had dreamed about them, and said to them, You are spies. That was not a nice term. <laughs> did he cause pain? Joseph, did he cause pain? A little bit. You know, if someone calls you spy, that's not a nice feeling. Not really. And they said, no, 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 we, we are not. <laughs> we, we, we have just come, verse 10 says, to buy food. We are all one man's sons. So they're giving more than what Joseph was requesting. They, he didn't ask anything about them. They're saying, we are one father's sons. We are honest. Honest? Huh. Were they honest? And then he said to them, No, but you have come to see the nakedness of the land. Then they, are, they keep telling their story. They said, Your servants are twelve brothers. Verse 13. The sons of one man in the land of Canaan. And in fact, the youngest is with our father today. And one is no more. What is this? No more. How did they know that there is no more? The only thing they knew that they caused pain by selling their own brother and then telling the father that we found this bloody clothing and so a wild beast devoured this, this young man, 17 years of age. So they're telling a long story. I'm not reading the whole story, but... Uh, Let's go to verse uh, 36. Because there was some kind of negotiation between Joseph and his brothers. But he wanted to see his younger brother. There was a trouble for them. 
So uh, if you go to verse 36, this is chapter 42, verse 36 to 38 says, And Jacob their father said to them, You have believed me. Joseph is no more. Simeon is no more because Joseph kept him with him, put him in prison. Then uh, you want to take Benjamin? All these things are against me. Did they cause pain? Did Joseph cause pain? Asking for his younger brother, if if you want to prove you are you are not spies, you are not lying, then bring the youngest. But the father said, "Oh, I have already lost Joseph. Simeon is not with you, so I lost him too. Nobody knows where he is. And now you want to take the third one, Benjamin, the youngest." These things are against me. Then verse 37, Then Reuben spoke to his father saying, Kill my two sons if I don't bring him back to you. What is this? Causing more pain? Kill my two sons? Do, do you see how this, this whole story is, is unfolding? Causing more and more and more pain to everybody. So Reuben, he wanted to be the good guy. He said, I will save this, this Joseph. I will go back to the pit. I will bring him up, save him. And now he wants to lose two of his own sons. Was he confused? You know, when you cause pain, you can be confused. So he said, Kill my two sons if I don't bring him back to you. Put him in my hands and I will bring him back to you. But he said, My son shall not go down with you, for his brother is dead. And he is left alone. If any calamity should befall him along the way in which you go, then you would bring down my gray hair with sorrow to the, to the grave, causing more pain. No, I won't do that. But it didn't take a long time when they had to experience famine again. It was still about the second year they had famine for how long? Seven years. That's a long time. That was about the second year. Famine again. Nothing to eat. Did that famine cause pain? I think so. Of course, they wanted to minimize the pain. And so this father said, no, 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 I will not give Benjamin. But after some time, they said, what about Simeon is still in Egypt? 
We need to do something about him. And then finally convince their father that let Benjamin go. So what happened? Um, if you if you turn to chapter 43, and at 44, I'm just reading a few verses, beginning at verse 11. And their father Israel said to them, If it must be so, then do this. Take some of the best fruits of the land in your vessels and carry down a present for the men. What was this? Bribing? Bribing? Not causing pain, but causing joy. So he said, take the best fruits, a little balm, a little honey, spices and myrrh. Pistachio nuts. Beautiful. They like pistachios. So they, they ate those. And almonds. Good, good diet. Then verse 12 is interesting. Take double money in your hand. More bribing. We don't want to cause pain. Uh, Jacob said, I, I want to I straight it out. So, uh, and verse 13 says, Take your brother also and arise and go back to the man. And there is the faith of Jacob. Verse 14, And may God Almighty give you mercy before this man. That he may release your other brother and Benjamin. Then we jump again to chapter 44, verse 24. So what happened? Verse 24. So it was when we went up to your servant, my father, that we told him the words of my Lord. And our father said, go back and buy us a little food. But we said we cannot go down if our youngest brother is with us. Uh, then we will go down. For we may not see the man's face unless our youngest brother is with us. Then your servant, my father, said to us, You know that my wife bore me two sons, Rachel. And and the one went out from me, and I said, Surely he is torn to pieces. And I have not seen him since. But if you take this one also from me, the calamity befalls him you shall bring down my gray hair with sorrow to the grave. So because, what did Joseph say? Your younger brother, the youngest, would stay with me. So, uh, then reading from verse 30 on, Now therefore when I come to your servant, my father, And the lad is not with us since his life is bound up in the lad's life. 
it will happen when he sees that the lad is not with us, that he will die. So what can we do? Causing no more pain. And then, for your servant became surety for the lad of my father, saying, If I do not bring him back to you, then I shall bear the blame before my father forever. That was Judah who interceded. Now therefore, please let your servant remain instead of the lad as a slave to my Lord, and let the lad go up with his brothers. So how shall I go up to my father if the lad is not with me, lest perhaps I see the evil that would come upon my father, so he would die. But that's not the end of the story. I skip, I skip a couple of, I mean, go to chapter 45 and I'll be done in five minutes, okay? I'm sorry it takes so long, but you, you just need to see, and I need to see the whole picture to understand what does it mean not to cause pain or, or causing pain. And if you go to chapter um, 45, let's go to chapter 45, verse 4. So they, uh, they come to the point, especially Joseph, when he decided not to cause more pain. And so in verse 4 says, Joseph said to his brothers, please come near to me. So they came near. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. But now, don't therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. He doesn't want or did not want to cause more pain. It says, For God sent me before you to preserve life. And he said, For these two years in the famine has been in the land, and there are still five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. And again, verse 7 says, And God sent me before you to preserve a posterity or remnant for you in the land and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So he's not causing more pain. He's saying, God has sent me. So do you know that sometimes how we interpret the situation determines if we cause pain or not, or if we experience pain or not, depending on what do we see in that story, in the situation. And he said, you are thinking of yourself selling me as a slave, but I interpret the whole situation differently. He said, God sent me. And God knew that famine was coming, so he placed me in Egypt. And I can take care of you now. 
I can save you and the whole family. You thought you lost me. I'm thinking of saving you. So that I may cause no pain. That was the prayer of Jabez. That I may not cause pain. And the end of the story. Just turn to the very last part. Chapter 50 of Genesis. 50. The very last chapter. Genesis 50. That's where the story ends. That's a happy ending. If you go to verse 15. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead. We are jumping, you know, forward in time. As far as I remember, uh, Jacob spent about 17 years in Egypt. And all the 17 years passed. He was dead. And they said, the brothers of Joseph said, Perhaps Joseph will hate us. What is this? He did not want to cause pain, and now they are thinking of causing pain to themselves. This man will hate us. What was in their minds about Joseph? So he's not a loving brother, but he is hating us. He would take revenge. So perhaps Joseph will hate us, and may actually repay us for all the evil which we did to him. Guilty conscience. Causing more pain to themselves. Please never forget, if you cause pain to somebody, you will cause pain to yourself. So they had this guilty conscience. So they sent messengers to Joseph saying, Before your father died, he commanded, saying, Thus you shall say to Joseph. He made up the whole story. I mean, they made up the whole story. Because a dead man cannot speak. But I said, our father told us. But you know, it was not difficult for them to lie. Because they did it before. They did it before. So they are saying, Thus... Thus you shall say to Joseph, I beg you, please forgive the trespass of your brothers and their sin, for they did evil to you. Now please forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. They caused pain. To Joseph, Joseph wept, and and he thought, this is how my brothers have been viewing me in those years when I provided them for five years during the famine, and now they think that there is hatred in still in my heart. So I want to hit back. Because Jacob is not there anymore. So his brothers also went and fell down before his face and they said, Behold, we are your 
servant. You are the second in command next to the Pharaoh, so we are your servants. But Joseph said to them, don't be afraid, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God, and that's the most beautiful part, God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. So don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. What do you think about causing pain? Can you decide that I will not cause pain? Can you do that? In your heart? Because whenever you cause pain to anyone, you are causing pain to yourselves. The only way out is to understand how God works. So he said, God sent me before you. You didn't sell me as a slave. There was God who sent me before you. And now he's saying you meant evil because you wanted to kill me. Or you wanted to leave me in the pit to die. But God turned over the whole situation. So Jabez said, the one who will cause pain, that I may not cause pain. I may not experience pain by causing pain to others. That's the end of the story. And this is a beautiful conclusion of Genesis. Because in the first two chapters you see the creation story, everything was good. It was very good. And now at the end of the first book of the Bible, you will see the same thing. God meant it for good. And that's going to be the end of the whole story when Jesus comes back. This is why I am a Seventh-day Adventist. Because I know that Jesus is coming back and then he will turn everything back to the original. So he would not cause pain. We should not cause pain. Evil would not exist anymore. And in the very last book of the Bible, it says that there will be no more pain. Are you waiting for the day when Jesus is coming back? There will be no more pain. No more sorrow. No more grief. No more harm. Because God is good. Amen.